Welcome to our North Church podcast. We hope this message encourages you. For further information about our church, please visit churchnorth.com or check out our social media at Church North. Today's speaker is Pastor Dave Niblock. I want to turn to Mark chapter 9 is where we're going to go today. Mark chapter 9 is where we're going to read. And... Um, I want to give you a little bit of a recap from last week. If you weren't here last week, I spoke and started speaking about something called priorities. Everybody say priorities. We spoke about what really matters. What really matters in life and what really matters are the priorities that you put in place. The the order at which you decide is most important. All of us have priorities. Sometimes we can identify our priorities. We see where we spend our time, where we spend our money. We see what is most important to us. And last week I tried to remind us all as a church that really the two main priorities that we have in life are the two commandments that God gives us. Number one, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And number two, it is to love our neighbour as we love ourselves. Ultimately, they are the priorities for our life and everything then comes from that place. And I encourage you to catch up with that. It was in reference really to the passing of our friend Tox that we're going to celebrate his life on Wednesday because he was a man who really lived out those commandments. He was a man who really decided what matters most and lived out those priorities. And so I want to turn to Mark chapter 9 and I'm going to read from verse 14 today. In fact, no, we're not reading from Mark chapter 9. That's, that's the wrong one. What we're reading is from Proverbs chapter 20. That was last week. The cold is getting to me. Proverbs chapter 20, and we're going to read from verse 5. And it says this. It says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters. Okay, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters. But one who has insight draws them out the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters but one who has insight draws them out I said last week how I spoke about those first two priorities and I think once they are in place the next priority you have to consider or talk about or think about is what I'd call the priority of purpose The priority of purpose, the purpose that we, that you carry. Purpose literally is defined as the reason for which something exists. That is what purpose actually means. The reason for which something exists. I don't know about you, I sometimes do wonder why certain things, never people, but I do wonder why certain things exist and I found some pictures of some purposeless things that have been built or invented or made that are real things that I think in my opinion lack purpose I'm going to put these pictures quickly here that is the first picture for some of you it's going to take a while for it to hit home somebody has decided to put a door on the urinal but leave the toilet actually without a door Okay, because obviously people love going to the toilet in public. It's a purposeless invention. The next picture. 
This is a snowball, a little snowball little maker. When it's snowing, you can buy these. Okay, you take it out into the snow and you can make perfectly shaped snowballs. How many of you want to buy one of them on Black Friday? It's purposeless, ridiculous. Whoever invented that needs a talking to. The next item. This is a banana case. The person who invented the banana case is clearly unaware that banana has its own casing. It's called a banana skin. Okay, the next item. This was a seat. A genuine seat on a bus. Whoever installed that? Has got no legs. The next picture. That's a great gate. At a play park, sure to keep lots of people safe. Next picture. That's a fire hydrant, guys, just in case you get into trouble and you need to get hold of the you need to get hold of the fire hydrant. There it is. And somebody has built some railings around it. Next picture. This (laughs) you had one job. So that's fine. If, you, if, you, if there's someone in a wheelchair that needs a ramp, that's fine. Take them up. They're just not going to be able to get back down. Unless you want to throw them down the steps. And uh, I think the final picture. Diet water is a genuine thing that you can buy in the United States of America. <laughs> Diet water. I would consider those to be, or to question why they exist. You know, sometimes people often question if God exists or if Jesus is real. I'm sure they've asked you that question. Sure, sometimes maybe at times you've had your own doubts and your thoughts. God, do you really exist? Is Jesus real? Maybe on your journey of faith you have been on. I remember being somewhere recently and I was so amazed and blown away by like the landscape of what I saw. And I said to the person who was with me, I said, surely it can't be an accident that just created that. Surely it can't just be a big bang in the atmosphere one time that just created this masterpiece. And this person said to me, and I loved what they said, they said to me, I have too much faith to be an atheist. It's a good line. (laughs) I have too much faith to be an atheist. I've seen too much, I've experienced too much of God to believe that God does not exist. And when it comes to our life, we can sometimes question the existence of certain things. For example, some of you might question, what is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of me being here in 2023 in zero degrees Leeds? Why can't I be in Mauritius or the Maldives or Dubai? Why I'm in Kirkstall Road? (laughs) Like we sometimes question, what is the purpose of me being here? Or you might question, what is the purpose of Me doing what I'm doing with my life. Like I said last week, I believe we all have the same two priorities. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And secondly, to love your neighbour as you love yourself. That in itself is a good purpose to be on planet earth. That in itself is maybe enough for us to live by. But once you have established those two priorities in your life, 
I do believe the next big priority in your life is to establish what am I on this planet for? I think it's worth questioning. I think it's worth asking ourselves, what am I on this planet for? For me, that is kind of my definition of purpose. But the purpose of my life, God, what am I on this planet for? And I believe I am on this planet to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. And I also believe I'm on this planet to love my neighbour as I love myself. But I believe from those two things comes something extra, which I would call the priority of my purpose. And I think the reason it is important to settle that or begin to think about that or to ask yourself, what are you on this planet for? The reason I think it's important to settle this is because otherwise you can live your life searching for fulfillment, searching for contentment, and you can go from place to place thinking, if I move there, I'm going to find contentment. Or if I get that job, I'm going to be fulfilled. Or if I travel around the world, then I'll experience this. And there's nothing wrong with traveling and there's nothing wrong with trying new things. But the reality is, if you think you're going to be fulfilled because you moved to Australia, or if you think you're going to live in contentment because you get a job in Dubai, there might be an element of truth to that for a moment. But the reality is you take you with you. So just because you leave Leeds, you don't leave yourself. You take you with you. And sometimes you or I am actually the thing that needs to change. It's not always the postcode. It's not always my job. It's not always my circumstances that need to change. Sometimes I need to change within those things. And so sometimes if we don't identify with our purpose, if we don't ask your question, what are we on this planet for? We sometimes can spend years, decades, sometimes living unfulfilled and living with a lack of contentment. And you can be in your 20s or 30s or 50s or 60s or 70s and you can still live sometimes with a sense of unhappiness. And a sense of, man, like what is this all about? And I want to just ask that question today and hopefully maybe bring a little bit of clarity to some of us. I don't think I'm necessarily going to define the answer for you. My aim really is to nudge you, provoke you, encourage you to start thinking about what are you on this planet for? Because until you know your why, you will wander the world asking why. (laughs) And you'll go to every place possible Until you know your why, you will wander the world asking why. And that's okay, but like I said, it can lead to a deep sense of unhappiness as you search and dig for significance. And so you got that job thinking this job is going to make me feel significant, or you date that person thinking that's going to make me feel significant. Let me tell you, whether you get that job or whether you date that person, you are significant anyway. Every single person in this room is significant even if you feel insignificant even if you're struggling to get past 23 followers on Instagram you are still significant even if people don't reply to your whatsapp messages you are still significant even if people delete your emails Stuart Innes 
you are still significant. And I want to just basically say, just this, this moment now, for some of you today, you've wandered into this room feeling insignificant. I just need to remind you, whether you believe me or not, you are significant. And number two, you do have purpose. You might feel purposeless. Let me tell you, you do. Every single one of you has purpose. How do I know that? The Bible is clear. One of the most famous verses, Jeremiah 29, the Bible says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You might not know the plans yourself, but that doesn't, verse doesn't say that. The Bible says God knows the plans he has for you. Jeremiah 1 says, before you were even made, God knew you. And God put purpose in your heart. And so you might not believe you're significant and you might not believe you have purpose. But I tend to disagree with that because the Bible says otherwise. So let me remind you of something simply today. Your life has meaning and you do matter. And for some of you that don't think you matter, for some of you that think you are insignificant in this world and that can take you down dark alleys and dark paths, let me give you a hand up today. And even if it's just a little bit of encouragement and say your life matters. Your life has meaning on this planet. And God has stuff and good stuff for you to do. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and plans to give you a future. And so when Jesus calls his first disciples, what does he say to them? He says, what? Come follow me. Okay? Because the prime purpose of our lives, ultimately, like I'm saying, is to follow Jesus. So let's just rewind this a little bit before we get a little bit deeper. The prime purpose for every single person in this room, from front to back, left to right, oldest to the youngest, most good-looking, to the, no, from every single person. In this room, we are called to follow Jesus. Jesus does it with the disciples, and he does it with us. And he says, come follow me, and the second thing he says, and I will make you into fishers of men. Jesus is saying, as you follow me, I'm going to make you disciples who then make disciples. And from that moment on, for Peter, for Matthew, for James, for John, for all of the disciples who went and followed him on that journey, they followed him and they began to be made into something. Their purpose in their heart began to come alive. And they began to discover, this is what my life is about now. And I think all of you in the room, It's good to get to a point where you can begin to ask or begin to define, this is what my life is about right now. And I believe Jesus calls us, our response is to follow, and as we follow him, he makes us into who he has called us to be. And for these, it was disciples who would make disciples It was the purpose in them coming alive in them. And I want to encourage you this morning and I want to help you find out what your life is about right now. Because maybe you've started a job and you're thinking, this is it now. I've got a new job. This is it. I've moved to Leeds. I've got a new job. I've got a fancy office with a nice leather chair and I've actually got my own desk. This is it. This is what my life is about. And six weeks into the job, you're beginning to go, hmm, I'm not sure this job is quite me. (laughs) 
Hmm, and you start going on LinkedIn. <laughs> start going on indeed.com. Looking for something better. Looking for something different. And then you get another job. You're thinking, this is it. This is it, guys. This is it. This is my purpose right now. And you get another black leather chair. And you get a lovely desk. And you get a water cooler. And you get your own pen. And you're thinking, I made this. I've made it. This is it. This is definitely my purpose now. Because I've got pen. <laughs> Six weeks in. Hmm. It's not sure it's quite, quite me. Let me tell you, that is because work <laughs> is work. <laughs> you're nine till five. And for some of you, like, I do a lot more than that. But your nine till five, some of us think our nine till five is our purpose. I don't believe your job is your purpose. I believe what is drawn out of your life is your purpose. Now, for some of you, you have the benefit of working in an environment or working in a business, or working in a culture, or working in a particular place that actually fulfills some of the purpose that God has placed in you. And for some of you, you're like, that is just a dream for me, because your nine to five is a joy. Your nine to five is like, you wake up, you're ready to go, and it's, for some of you, you have that. Others of you, less so. Let me put it like this. Maybe you're a doctor. And if you're a doctor in here, we're very grateful for you. But I, I think your purpose, if you are a doctor in here, I think your purpose might be to help heal people. Now, whether you're a doctor or a mechanic, your purpose to help and heal people remains the same. So if you stop being a doctor and you start being a mechanic... I don't necessarily believe your purpose now is to be a mechanic. I believe your purpose is still to help and heal people. But it's just that you're nine to five, find yourself in a garage mending cars. But your purpose is not abandoned. Your purpose is not deleted because you're nine to five. Your job, so to speak, does not define your purpose. Maybe you're a business leader. I think your purpose is influence. I think your purpose is creating jobs, creating opportunities. I think your purpose is creating finance for others and finance of eternal value. Now, if the business stops, guess what? Your purpose still remains. On Tuesday night, we had an amazing night. We had our kingdom business gathering. It was our first gathering of like 50 of our business leaders in the church gathered together. It was amazing and Sarah Booth spoke, I think Sarah's here today, and she spoke so well about her journey uh, leading a business, a local business, a family business around here. But what Sarah spoke on Tuesday is, is, is dealing in, in tuna, <laughs> tuna and beans and lots of other food products. But what she was clear to say is her purpose is not to be a king of tuna or a queen of tuna. Her purpose is not to go fishing for tuna. 
Her purpose is to be an influencer. Her purpose is in that business world of creating and generating finance, of being in that marketplace. Now, if it's Tuna or if it was Travis, who I spoke to on Tuesday, who I think is here today and he's a business leader, his, his business is stationary. He sells rulers, rubbers, sharpeners, paper. How many of you know? He said to me, it's not the most exciting thing to sell in the world. But what he was saying is his purpose isn't stationary. His purpose is being in that business place of bringing influence, of creating finance, of creating opportunity. And if those things stop, the purpose remains. Maybe you're a pastor in the room. (laughs) I think my purpose is to guide and lead people towards faith. Now, whether I'm a full-time pastor, or what I should actually be is a professional footballer. That's what I should actually be. But the Premier League missed out. So I ended up being a pastor. But whether I'm a full-time pastor or a full-time professional footballer, I believe my purpose to guide and lead people towards faith remains the same. So therefore, my fulfillment is not found in simply what I'm doing on a nine-to-five. My fulfillment is found in the purpose that God has put inside of me coming out of me. And here's the cool thing. We're all unique in our purpose. Every single one of us has, I believe, a different purpose, a different call. God has made us differently on purpose. And that is why I can't do what you do and maybe you can't do what I do. But God has made us all different, like I said, on purpose. So therefore, don't get frustrated when others don't share your passion for your purpose. (laughs) You know, some people sometimes come like really cross at me like, you know, they want to save the whale. Their purpose is climate change. Their purpose is all these things. I'm like, that's fine. That's fantastic. But I don't share that purpose. So don't get cross at me if I don't have the same passion to save the whale like you do. If you want to save the whale and you believe God has called you purposely to save the whale, that's fine. Go with it with all of your heart. But therefore, you have to understand all of us are made differently. And all of us have unique passions and all of us have unique purposes. You see, purpose, like I said, goes beyond a nine till five. Purpose doesn't live by a timetable. Purpose, let me put it like this, doesn't look at the clock. Some of you are in a job and you spend, as soon as you arrive, (laughs) there's a big clock on the wall. Some of you are waiting till 11 o'clock so you can get your cup of tea. Then you're waiting till 12.30 so you get your half hour lunch. And then as soon as it hits 4.59, your jacket's on and you're out of there. But when you live with purpose in your day and in your workplace, sometimes you'll arrive and before you know it, it's 3 o'clock. Before you know it, it's 5.30, you're supposed to leave and the kids are still at school because you've abandoned them. (laughs) That's not a good thing. But what I'm trying to say is purpose goes beyond 
your job and your nine to five, it doesn't live by a timetable, it doesn't look at the clock. What purpose enables you to do is find energy when you should be out of it. Purpose enables you to find ideas when you should be out of them. Purpose enables you to fight when you should have no fight left. And that is why you need purpose in your life. Because some of us are living without actually living. We're living, we're alive, we're breathing, we're eating, we're sleeping. But we're not actually living. And days are going by. Weeks are going by. Months are going by. And years are going by. Now, not every, no, don't, this isn't a call for us all to quit our jobs. <laughs> Some of you are in boring jobs. That's okay. Stick with your boring job. But don't think your purpose is meaningless or insignificant because you have a boring job. Your purpose goes beyond that. And if you can get a job that aligns with your passion and your gifting and your skill and a sense of your purpose, then that is a great thing. But not always do we have the opportunity simply to do that because some of you are looking at your life thinking, is this it? Is this it? Selling stationery. Is this it? I'm inputting data. Is this it? I'm welcoming cars. Is this it? I'm playing the drums again. Is this it? I'm serving at Alpha. Is this it? I'm giving my weekly giving. Is, is this it? Question, what is in your heart? What is in your heart? That's really what I'm digging towards. It's not always about what are you doing in your time that you have, but what is in your heart? Because then you need to use what is in your hand to fulfill what is in your heart. Let me let you into a secret. We've all done rubbish jobs. All of us. All of us have done rubbish jobs. So don't think you're the only one with a rubbish job. We've all, all of us. Has anyone not had a rubbish job? Put your hand up in here if you've never had a rubbish job. Well, has anyone ever had a rubbish job? (laughs) We've all had a rubbish job. I remember working at Asda. And I was one of the supervisors for the home and leisure department. Restocking toilet brushes. Don't you laugh. I was the best toilet brush restocker in the UK. We've all had rubbish jobs. And guess what? We've all had rubbish days. And even if you are in a job that you love, you still have rubbish days. So don't think, wow, if I could get that every day is going to be like, boom, and every day is going to be amazing, and every day. Sure, you might have those days, but we've all had rubbish jobs, and we've all had rubbish days. Life on Instagram is not real life. Life on Instagram are the best moments. It is your highlight reel. It is life with makeup on. And in Exodus chapter 4, the Bible talks about Moses. And we know Moses. Abandoned, yet found, brought into the Egyptian royal family. Given privilege, given prestige, given everything he needs. And then over time, how many of you know, he sees the oppression that the Israelites are facing one day. And so he does something about it and ends up making a bad mistake and hitting someone. And that person ends up dying, one of the Egyptians. He kills an Egyptian. The Bible says he escapes to a place called Midian. 
And in Exodus chapter 4, after verse 1 to 5, it says this. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me as he's believing to go back and try and confront Pharaoh? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and turned it back. And it became a staff again in his hand. This happens back and forth. It was God showing the signs that he was with Moses. But notice this. It was a staff that was in his hand. But it was freedom that was in his heart. The staff was in his hand. But freedom was in his heart. You have to simply use what is in your hand to fulfill what is in your heart. And how many of you know you need a sense of purpose to confront some pharaohs? Confronting pharaoh isn't just a good idea. Isn't just a thing of like, oh, this will be a good laugh. No, he's the king of Egypt. He has all of the resources, all of the armies at his disposal. If you want to confront pharaoh, you are going to need some purpose in your heart. And maybe you're waiting for a burning bush moment. You could be waiting for a long time. You could be waiting for a long time if you're waiting for God to speak through a bush. If you're waiting for God to audibly speak, Dave, this is your purpose. You could be waiting 40 years like Moses was. 40 years. Do you know why it took 40 years? I believe. Because it took 40 years for the purpose in Moses' heart to find some courage. It took 40 years to find some confidence. It took 40 years to find that. You see, sometimes purpose needs a robin. Purpose being the Batman. (laughs) Sometimes purpose needs a robin. And that Robin sometimes looks like some courage, sometimes looks like some confidence, sometimes it looks like a friend, sometimes it looks like some time, sometimes it looks like some resource. But there is purpose in your heart. Look what is in your hand. And then look to the side and to the left of you. And it maybe it's confidence or courage or friend or resource. And then make a decision. Are you going to go and confront Pharaoh? with the purpose that God has placed in your heart. Because your purpose needs some passion. It's like a car without fuel. It's full of potential. But purpose needs some passion. Second thing purpose needs is purpose needs a plan. If you've got some purpose in your heart, you need a plan. Because let me tell you, it probably won't just happen you probably won't just stumble upon it. It probably won't just open up for you. The business probably won't just grow. The ministry probably won't just take off. The the things that you put your hand to might not just happen. It needs some passion and it probably needs a plan. That might look like education. That might look like training. Very rarely do you end up in the bullseye of God's will for your life immediately. Normally, 
In my experience, you circle around the board a few times. Sometimes you get 18, sometimes you're at 17, sometimes you're at 3, sometimes you're at 20. You're like, keep trying. As long as you're on the board, you won't always hit bullseye. It won't always feel like, man, I'm bang right in the middle of where God needs me. Sometimes you'll miss the board and you'll hit the backboard. And sometimes your darts will fall on the floor. But keep throwing. You know, last Sunday night, we invited some young adults around to our house for pizza. 60 young adults came. We thought there was going to be 20, but like 60 came. And that was great fun. 18 pizzas we bought. It's a lot of pizzas. They, they wanted to take them all home. But whenever I, we had some great times and question and answer, and we were talking about lots of different things in life. But sometimes when I talk to some young, young adults, they can be like anxious about their purpose and anxious about their calling. And I often say, hey, don't worry. You don't always discover it when you're 18. <laughs> Relax. I know you might be doing a geology degree, thinking, what on earth am I going to do? Relax. Just get your degree and allow the purpose in your heart to grow. Maybe you're doing an art degree, maths degree, economics degree, and you're like, I don't want to be an economist. Hey, be faithful with what is in your hand. God will open up what's in your heart. Sometimes you can get anxious. Don't get anxious. Sometimes you don't discover it at 18, and guess what? Sometimes you don't always discover it at 48. (laughs) Why? Because your purpose, as I draw this to a close, your purpose is not always an it. Your purpose isn't always an it. Sometimes we want it to be so specific. Sometimes we want our purpose to be so blatantly obvious and for some people it might be but maybe for you it's not maybe your purpose is a little bit wider than that but whatever or however big the it is or isn't here's the point of my message today a life with Jesus is not dull a life with Jesus isn't bland a life with Jesus is not pointless or purposeless, follow him and let him make you and let him draw out of you what is in you. Whether you're 18, 28, 38, 48, 58, 68 or 78, it might not be an it, but just live and wake up with a sense of I've got something to do and I've got something to be today. You know, I want to put this on the uh, screen quickly. Here's a date. It's my date of birth, 1981. I know some of you thought I was born in the 1990s. But I was born in 1981. And I've put a question mark there because I don't know, I don't have the date, the Lord hasn't given me that, of when my life will end. I'm believing it's going to be 2081. I'm going for the full century. You might laugh. That's what I'm going for. On a diet of Coke, Mars bars and kebabs. I don't know. And when you see this, 
it's the crazy thing. The most important thing about this date is this bit. This is the most important part. You can't do anything about this. That's already happened. And you probably can't do a lot about that. Or you can do your best. But this, the dash, is where you live your life. Your dash is your purpose. And it's up to you what you do with it. It's not always complicated. It doesn't always look sexy. It's not always glamorous. And guess what? It's not always photo worthy. But it is what God has made you good at. It is what God has gifted you for. It's what God has maybe called you towards. It is what God has put in your heart. So therefore, use your hands and do it with purpose. And here's the great thing about purpose. And I'm really happy about this. The great thing about purpose is it's not dependent upon intellect. Because if it was, I'm screwed. It's not dependent upon intellect. Purpose is not dependent upon background or socioeconomic class. Purpose is in all of us. And it is dependent upon you believing and following and deciding I'm going to serve the purpose of God in my generation while I am alive. And if that's for 10 years, 40 years, or what I'm believing for, 59 years. That in Jesus' name, I'm going to serve the purpose of God with everything I have in my heart. No matter what job, no matter where I may be, no matter my circumstance, whether they're good days or bad days, hot days or rainy days, whether I'm living in the UK or whether I'm living in Barbados, I will serve the purpose of God in my heart. And so wake up with a passion and wake up with a plan for that dash that is in your purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet. We've got to close.